Hello, and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm Ray from the House of Zod. And we're back. We're back in these, you know, uh, constantly chaotic times full of stupidity everywhere. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, just... I think we... I mean... (laughs) I think everyone knows what we're talking about, but... um, Oh, it's crazy, isn't it? It's It's, um, madness. The world is in a state of madness. Yeah. You know... Uh, but I think this is like we've chosen really a perfect time to just ignore everything going on and cover like you know this really sort of optimistic story. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I think this is this is a better better time than any to not ignore it. You, you know, you, you obviously have to um, acknowledge yeah, it, yeah, but but to just good. take it, take a you know step away from it and and just have something fun. So um, yeah. I hope you this know, is enjoyable for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah. God, it's like therapeutic for me because everything's mm. just so stressful. Um, yeah. And, you know, I really want to bring that to you guys as well. I want you guys to just listen and enjoy mm. this story and us talking about it, um, you know, just to escape the outside world for the next couple of hours or however mm. long this episode is, um, you know. We should do so, like a twenty-four hour marathon, Connor. What do you reckon? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> we do though. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot we could do. I guess. Wow, that would be cool. We anyway, watch yeah. The oh, oh, watch spinning back time scene continuously. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, no, we'd go crazy. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we've got we've got some nice uh, issues to cover. As for those of you that uh, were with us last episode. We have opened the big book on that that bad boy. Yeah. Um, Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman. Yes. Uh, so, you know, we did issues one and two last time. We're doing three and four this time. Very fun. Issues one and two. If you haven't listened to it, go go check it out. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. read read, read book yeah. before listen because, you know, I, I think you really want to read this. That, um, and I yeah. say this for a lot of issues because a lot of issues are good. But, yeah. you know, this is like... That is highly recommended. We do have a synopsis within the episodes, uh, and yeah. it does summarise everything. But yeah, nothing beats actually reading yeah, it. Like so if, if you, can you haven't it, yeah. read it for a while, mm-hmm. you know, the, and the synopsis jogs your memory, that's all good. But if you like haven't read it at all, then I would highly recommend yeah. reading it first. And you don't have to read it at all. You can just read like the issues we're talking about. We'll try not to go too heavy into stuff that happens later. Yes. Um, there might be some references, but we're not going to like outright talk about the ending or anything. Yep. Um, you know, and if it, if it comes up, I'll put a pin in it to talk about on the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of one of those. Is that a backwards McDonald's? Song? So I was flipping through my book. I must be at the Bizarro issues. <laughs> ah, right. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, first off, uh, I guess not much Superman news, but there is, um, this whole thing about Henry Cavill that's been going around. Yes. And I I remember waking up that morning and six people sent me that article <laughs> and a couple of them hated clickbait. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe there's something to this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, the it's a rumor. Uh, so take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, I usually don't bother talking about rumors unless I think they might actually uh, have some merit. Um 
and the whole thing is Henry Cavill's in negotiations with Warner Brothers, um, and possibly it's just for like supporting roles in other movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the hope is that would the the hope is that that would lead to you know his own movie um, that it wouldn't just be like the Hulk. Because with, with the Hulk, that's a rights thing, right? Why he doesn't have his own movie, so... Yeah, Universal have that. Yeah, they, they don't have this issue with Superman, so... Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's still better than nothing. Um, you know, I, th- I, I think we all want him to, like, pop up in, you know, Black Adam or Shazam too. I think he'd fit in best in those movies. You know, I still hold on to that thought, Connor, of that payoff at the end of Shazam... I reckon if they had, you know, lined up their ducks there and had Cavill at the end, for those who have watched Shazam would know, that would have been awesome. Yeah, and, I mean, he was lined up, but then he was filming The Witcher when they were doing it, so... But the thing is, it's like, yeah, if they have him in Shazam too, then I think that will redeem that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, I think so. I mean, how Um, cool would that be, Superman and Shazam? Yeah, yeah, he would fit so well because he's already been referenced so heavily. Yep. Um, in there and Black Adam as well. Everyone's wanted to see him fight Ooh. Uh, Black Adam for ages. Oh, yeah. So you know, but um, you know, he could pop up. I just think he'd fit in there more than say like Aquaman or Wonder Woman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, the only uh, person. So the only person that would be more suitable would be another magic-based person, I guess. Which would be what? Again, I'm not. Too well versed Zatanna or Constantine or something like that. Well, there's nothing like that really happening. Um, But yeah, he could show up. He could show up anywhere, really. But Wonder Woman and Aquaman seem to have very. uh, I feel like you would have to, like, shove. I don't know. It it just feels weird. It would feel weird if he showed up in theirs. I I don't know. I mean, who knows? Like, this is is me just, like, musing. You know, because we don't really yeah. know anything. So hopefully the news is true. But um... J- just as an aside, Connor, have you seen Aquaman yet? No. Have you? No, I haven't. I um... mean, people say it's good, but I'm just kind of like, uh, am I in the mood for like a two-hour blockbuster? Yeah, uh, I-, I don't seem very... drawn to it. Yeah. Um, like I've I've got a bunch of other movies I want to watch, and they just kind of you know <laughs> take just... priority. Um... Yeah. Um, get in line, that sort of thing, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not eager to consume every DC sort okay. of movie. Um, I mean, I haven't seen Spider Man uh, Far From Home yet either. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm not, I'm not exactly up to date. But uh, yeah, you know, I did. What was the last movie I watched? Oh, I watched a movie last night called Caliber. It came out in 2018. Oh man, that movie is messed up. <laughs> Caliber. I've never heard of it. Is oh, it? Oh my god. Independent film is it or um no it's like a netflix movie but it was oh. in production for a while it's a scottish movie uh and it's like a a hunting trip goes wrong and i went in blind Ooh. um and boy does it go wrong <laughs> so jeez oh, yeah um yeah if you want to like you know watch some really messed up stuff go watch that i recommend mm. it it's about you know two hours long which is like the aquaman um <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's a sacrifice. Like, well, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, I think I'll get around to it one day because it is on a lot of streaming services. Um, and I do like this the premise of it being underwater and, you know, 
I do like my uh, Submariner um, mm. from Marvel. Um, I've yeah. tried. I think is it is it um, Abnet or is it Peter David that's done Aquaman? I think maybe both of them have done it. Um, maybe. So, so a couple of writers that I do like. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm just not really a Momoa fan. I'm not a fan of how he's portrayed. Not that I know Aquaman, but I'm not a fan of how he's kind of portrayed him. I guess we can't. Yeah, that's a that's the weird thing because it's like how much of that was Whedon and how much was Snyder. Yeah. What was Aquaman's original portrayal going to be like? Ooh. I guess we'll find out now. Yeah, um, next but, uh, year, right, or something. Yeah, yeah, next year. I think Momoa's good casting. I hope they keep it's great. the White House thing though. I like the fact that his dad ran a lighthouse or whatever oh, i yeah. think yeah i think it's like that i'm not i'm not super familiar with aquaman lore so <clears throat> yeah but um yeah i don't know uh, any oh yeah and i realize there is digital only issues i believe out of batman superman 8 and the new bender stuff but i oh it's coming probably... out as digital only uh release later on in the year i'm assuming yeah so i'm probably not gonna read it until <clears throat> it's physical mm-hmm um, I don't not know Batman, you... Superman. Mm, I mean, if you want, we could cover that. Uh, but I would, while we're doing All Star, I'd rather. Oh yeah, you're right. I mean, I'd rather keep it to that as well. I mean, it's generally yeah. because Batman Superman has been quite enjoyable. Definitely. Um, I think I will. <clears throat> I will pick it up. But yeah, we we don't have to talk about it. Uh, may, maybe I mean, we, we can talk about it when I... we're done. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I would like to. Because it's been good as well. Um, I'm... Mm. Yeah, as I've said before, I'm considering scrapping all the stuff that's just, like, not that worth talking about, action, you know, action. in terms of new releases. And, in yeah. fact, like, a lot of our... Um, was one of our worst ones? I don't know, but it was, like, an hour and a bit, I think, or, mm. like, I don't know, something ridiculous until we actually started talking about the title issue. <laughs> uh, because we were talking about how crap like the Bender's stuff was or something. So, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, anything to add on? Superman or? related? No. Um, just trying to think quickly in my mind about any action figures that may have been released. I don't believe because um, I do keep my eye on that. Oh, okay. Uh, just, just in general, um, but but nothing. Well, a, a black suit one got announced, I think. Did it? Uh, like a black suit Henry Cavill. Oh. Um. Oh, I had not. Seen God, that. I see them all the time because of the collectors group, which I think you're in. Yeah. Um. But I have no idea how many of them are new. Okay. Or, oh, the um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really cool. There was like a big uh, diorama of the Justice League fighting Darkseid. It looks like a very big statue. And like I saw that giant. one. I think I saw that one. <laughs> or I saw Darkseid in Wonder Woman or something. Um, there's a there's a Darkseid in Superman uh, yeah. one coming out soon. That's a uh, third. Oh wow! Release okay. Because um, the previous two are quite popular, but I think this one. It's, it's Superman battling Darkseid, and the difference between this one and the first version is that Superman's eyes are glowing in this one, and they weren't glowing in the first one. Ooh, that would look nice. Pretty hard to do as well. Yeah, so, you know, there's that. But, um, you know, I, I might keep an eye out for new statue releases, actually, because they are fun to yeah. look at. Did there's... you ever get that DC Universe, those action figures? They're kind of like the equivalent to the Marvel Re- Legends. Oh, the... Um, one with like Superman in the armor and stuff, the McFarlane. Uh, 
no, it was uh, Kingdom Come, Superman, and it's oh, a Cole Raynor. Um, yeah, no, that they were really cool, but I, was, very I good. just didn't have the you know money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they are pretty good actually. Um, yeah, but yeah, that yeah, they are really cool, um, and they're probably still floating around. Oh yeah, so. I think so. No. With like a Kingdom Come Superman wouldn't be too bad, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's so many versions of Superman that you can get figures and stuff of, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then you go to like uh, EB Games, and it's just about ten variations of Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> they always stock the good ones, don't they? <laughs> well, I was, I was, I've, I've always complained to them about it. I'm like, when are you going to get in your Luke Skywalker stuff. Where's the stuff that's not mm. Batman and Harley Quinn? And they're just like, you know, we're just... They pretty much said we're just pandering to... <laughs> they like admitted, the... admitted to it, yeah. Oh, yeah, she yeah. she said... Um, what did she actually said this? She's like, oh, you know, we just we just pander to the normie audience or whatever is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, I mean, oh, so you know, nerds, nerds yeah. aren't our priority anymore. Um, yeah, oh, well, you know, they, they are a business. they got to... They gotta... Oh yeah, no, put the butter but on the bread. So that's funny. understandable, but yeah, it is funny that you said that. Yeah, because um, well, there's, there's like other nerd stores now. You can, there's we have a cool store that has like heaps of um, old action figures and stuff. Oh, okay. You know, I have actually done some hunting around for um, uh, a lot of online like Brisbane comic stores. I, I made a huge purchase of um, comics, etc. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, I know them. Is that your? Is that is that one of your main LCS? No, that's okay. not my main. I've gotten a lot of stuff from there. Yeah, but it's not my LCS. Okay, I, I kind of stopped getting stuff from there after I went to a regular LCS. Um, okay, because they seem big. Like their presence online. I mean, the stuff they had was pretty damn good. I thought they're the biggest one in Brisbane. Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah, and their their prices are good as they well. They are, they are. I got some epic collections, and they they were, and they had. I think if you spent over a certain amount, it's free delivery. Yeah, uh, interstate. So yeah, I, no, it's good stuff. Um, I just yeah. the the stores changed a lot. Okay, from the old days, you yeah. know. So like they pretty much got rid of all their back issues. It's like mostly trays and stuff now. Oh, okay. And the new releases, which makes me a bit sad. Um. And it's a very like uh, I, I'm a, I don't want to be like I'm not I'm just say like it's it's very pandering to again the sort of um, normies. Well, no, I don't <laughs> want to say normies, but it, it's very pandering to like what's what's current. Yeah, sure. You know, whereas uh, which is fine. You know, and yeah. that's probably why it's the biggest one in Brisbane, and it's right. it's been the biggest one in Brisbane for a while. Okay, and like but- there's still some. Other stuff there, but uh, yeah. But if you want to do the digging around in the long boxes and stuff, you don't, you can't do it there. I guess that's what nah, you're saying. You can't if do you, it there not yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like the oldest issues you'll find are probably from New Fifty Two, right? Okay. Um, yeah. So there's actually some good places like Fats Comics, which just have old floppies. Mm, okay. I remember I picked up a few and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they know how much these are worth. And they did. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, the one I go to is, uh, it doesn't have heaps of boxes, yeah. but it has some. And they always have like uh, people bring in old trades and stuff. Okay. And they'll That's put good. them in a box where you get like 10 bucks a trade. 
Wow, that's awesome. Uh, it's more expensive than Comic Accelerator, though, but I really like like the community there yes. and the atmosphere. Well, and that's that, that's what you kind of pay for as well. I mean, not not that that's you know, yeah, it's a, um, a bankable kind of thing, but that does go a long way when you do get that nice community. You, you can chat with the staff. It, it's really good. Yeah, plus the guy there knows the the slabbing guy in Brisbane. Yeah, you were telling so, me before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is really cool. Um, so I have some slabs floating around somewhere. They're not done yet, but I'm not in a hurry. So yeah. I still got to get a slab. I haven't haven't got a slab yet. Got to pick mm. a good issue for that. Yeah, I'm sure you have plenty of old issues there that you could slab. Yeah, yeah. Really exciting. Um, also, as well, kind of, you were talking. Um, I don't know if there's been any further update. Wasn't there an anime, The Man of Tomorrow? Have we? Oh yeah. No, I don't think there's anything new there. No, it's still still on its way. Whenever yeah, it is being released, yep. still on its way. We got that promotional shot. Um, yeah, well, I should do some plugging as well. Uh, Sorry, I Connor. Was... Just be, I had a, a bit of a, a brainstorm here. Um, so when that Man of Tomorrow um, hits or drops, which maybe um, I suggest we do some sort of maybe if we can do like a watch party or something, and then we can record some some commentary on it. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, yeah, we can we can do something to make a little event of it. Make yeah, um, exactly. I mean, that'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, of course, uh, it's always the bane of our existence: the time zones. Um, us being here, stuck on Australia, uh, aka pretty good place to be stuck right now. Be. I think. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, but <laughs> but I mean, as in time time wise um but we'll we'll figure all that stuff out but it'll be really yeah, good yeah. to may, maybe for if some listeners are keen we can watch it um we can you know talk about it it'd be great and and we can yeah, create a commentary on it yeah. yeah yeah no that'll be good make a little event of it because i'm yeah. looking forward to that so yeah, should be good. um yeah and I'll, I'll point out i was on krypton report to cover justice league dark apocalypse war so go Ooh. check out that episode it'll be in the show notes lots of good superman content in that movie fantastic um it's the final movie in the dc animated universe very dark wasn't it yes super yeah, dark cool uh, no pun intended um yeah uh so <laughs> anyway uh hear all about that over there and I also did Superman Brainiac Attacks with Rebecca, my other co-host on Iron Fist, and Alan, mm. who was the other host of that DC Animated Universe podcast. So go check that out as well. And there will be Superman Doomsday dropping at some point. Cool. Uh, and we also did a commentary for it, which will be releasing awesome. at some point too. So yeah. Lovely. Lovely, um, lovely. All right. So are we ready to get into the issue? Yeah, so we're doing three and four. Yes. Uh, I just can't remember. If we, uh, so we're doing um, double issues for each episode um, yep. to cover the the entirety of All-Star Superman. And absolutely, I am ready to go Sweet Dream Superwoman. All right. <laughs> let's fly off to, well, let's start off with Metropolis. All right. Yeah. All right. Up, 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 up and, and away. away. Hi, I'm one of the High Priests of Conchu Ray, and I have the sacred privilege of providing you, the loony listener, with a podcast honouring Marvel's very own Moon Knight. So join me 
and a host of others at Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or support the show by becoming a Patreon member. Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. It's time to get your conchu on. Lois Lane drinks the potion given uh, to her to grant her the same powers as Superman. In Metropolis, the subterranean, subterranean race of dinosaurs have resurfaced to attack. Their warrior, Krull, leads the way. Jimmy Olsen uses his signal watch to summon Superman to the rescue. Chronal Travelers, Samson and Atlas, appear to stop the invasion as well as woo Lois Lane. In the Underworld, they return Krull to the subterranean leader for punishment. Samson continues to woo Lois Lane by giving her a necklace of radioactive crown jewels. He offers to take her on a date through time from the dinosaur's age to the future. S- Superman pulls Samson aside, asking him why he pursues his woman. Samson shows him a newspaper showing the headline, Superman Dead, and tells him she won't be his for long. Suddenly, the Ultra Sphinx appears, wanting the jewels of Atom Hotep. Samson explains that Superman must complete 12 feats. He has already created life, escaped from the Underverse, and overthrown the Tyrant's son. The Sphinx asks a riddle to Superman. What happens when an unstoppable force meets an, the immovable object? Superman responds with, they surrender, which the Sphinx, Sphinx finds acceptable and releases Lois Lane. Superman agrees to offer a feat of strength against Atlas and Samson to win over Lois. He arm wrestles them both at the same time and breaks their arms. Superman and Lois fly to the moon and embrace in a deep and romantic kiss. Afterwards, they sit on a rooftop. Lois falls asleep as Superman asks her, Lois, will you? And then Superman notices she is asleep and instead tucks her into bed. Uh, so that's the synopsis. Again, I didn't write it, so there's some weird grammar there. It's on the wiki, though, and I <laughs> do appreciate whoever did write it because yes. that way, you know. We don't have Ooh. to write it. Fun fact, this issue is reprinted in Lois Lane, a celebration of 75 years. Oh, okay. Well, it is very well. I was about to say it is very Lois centric, but um, I want to make some comments about this. Ooh, issue. And issue two is as well. Okay. Okay. So the the, the two Lois issues of this. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, let's get right into this. So the cover. So episode three, Sweet Dreams, Superman. Obviously, this is covered by Frank Quitley with Jamie Grant, and it's written mm-hmm. by Grant Morrison. Um, now, I like the cover. I think Lois looks a bit weird, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I love it's kind I, of the I, art style. Yeah, I like the cover as well. I mean, look, her her costume is understandably just really a bit over the top, but um, that's fine. It's just part and parcel of it. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, no, I I, I liked it. It basically, it actually, actually, I'll get into it now. It is a little deceiving because what you think would be a a Superman Lois centric issue for most of the part it is kind of bookended with it but it, it actually veers away and, and I, I really actually admire that with morrison's writing because it, it was the, a bit of the unexpected for me yeah i mean this is just some really great stuff in it yeah. um really awesome stuff and so yeah i should mention as well like that that great morrison interview i talked about Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like Newsarama or something, I don't know, merged with some gamer site, and now the interview is gone. But oh. 
uh, fear not because a friend of the show who listens, uh, code name Red Sun, I suppose, <laughs> is his name. Um, <laughs> he has uh, he got the pay spin for me for all the ten pages of the interview because the pay spin is up for now. Oh, Not nice. sure how long, and I managed to copy and paste it into a word document, so it's sort of preserved now yeah. because it's a really fantastic interview, and the fact that it. It's the most in-depth interview he's given on All Star Superman. And the fact that that would have been gone forever, I was like devastated. Yeah. But, oh, that's um, good. That's great. I have that now. So if anyone wants it, um, they'll just uh, if you can find the pace bin, do that. Otherwise, just message me, mm-hmm. and I'll uh, send it on. Okay. Cut. And I'll, I'll for the yeah. last episode, I'll probably upload it. Yeah. Um, in the put show in, notes or something. Yeah, put it as a document. That'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. I really like the uh, Daily Planet building in the back. It's kind of like green. Oh, and the cover. Yeah, <laughs> that is a little different. It's funny because there isn't like it's such a a, a focus on on Clark and Lois, which is understandable. But um, it doesn't have any of the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like as as covers go, it, it's they pretty much take up the whole most of the yeah um, the paper space. Um, but yeah, no. Very, I mean, I, I can't fault Frank quietly. He's I do like his art. I must admit. So, um, yeah, very good. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Oh, actually, also as well. I guess what this does as well, Connor, it encapsulates uh, this running thing with um, Superman being Clark Kent and Lois not really believing it. Yeah. Uh, so it's a nice representation here of Clark. Um, taking off his tie and, and unbuttoning to show yeah. the Superman, but uh, not to and say that this is exactly him. it. But Lois is like looking away, and and so we see both Clark and Superman and Lois as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, let, let's get into this. So you know, we start off at uh, you know, sort of what we expected. She drink. She gets the serum in a box. Yeah. Um, or bring it on, of course. Wouldn't you, Connor? Like, wouldn't you? I, I'd, oh, in a heart, totally. In a heartbeat. I mean, it's like... It would yeah. be... Uh, how would you, like... I don't know, man. Like, I would, but at the same time, it's like, would you? Because you'd be experiencing this other type of existence, and then you'd never get it again. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, I was thinking also, as well, mentally, could you could you handle it? Because... It's going to be assault an assault on the senses. Like yeah, the will, like you're going to be hearing all this stuff. You're going to be smelling and and seeing, and you know, it it, it would be a lot to take in. But well, I guess um, Superman's there to sort of help her out. Yes, with it. yeah, of course, of course. But it, but it's it's not. I don't think it's easy sailing. Um, no, it's not, and I don't think it's meant to be. But Lois handles it very well. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, God, it's it's like the ultimate drug, isn't it? Yeah. He's going to be wanting to to have more. Yeah, yeah. Start taking baths and radioactive ways to hopefully <laughs> yeah, that'll exactly give you the old superpowers. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know we have a we have a fun like uh, like invasion going on from these yes uh, these people sort of descended from the dinosaurs. It explains they descended from yes the dinosaurs that fled to the center of the earth to escape the yep. extinction event. Um. You know, led by Kroll, who's quite angry. Uh. <laughs> See, and, and this is going back to my point of what I 
I really like about what Morrison is doing. He he sets up a very classic kind of scenario, and you think, okay, you know, Lois has got some powers. They're going to go to Metropolis. There's a big threat, and Lois even says as well, you know, I'd be disappointed if there wasn't a big threat. And, and, you know, they're meant to do their thing. But Morrison adds so much more to this than just a classic mm. thing. And and I love this. You're mentioning these are descendants of dinosaurs. Again, this is one of what I think is a, a nice, a brilliant idea from Morrison of the descendants of the dinosaurs um, avoiding the extinction by going down, burrowing into the centre of the earth. So there's a whole yeah. civilization in there. It just, it's it's great pulpy kind of science fiction yeah definitely yeah i love i love the design of poor steve lombard's car as well it's like futuristic (laughs) yeah Um, you know but uh yeah so we got cat grant you know steve lombard jimmy olsen um Mm -hmm. up on the roof you know sort of having um yeah i love love that line from steve lombard you tell me what a spaceman flying around in it Flying around in his underwear can give her that a good old hunk yeah. of um, American <laughs> yeah. manhood can't. <laughs> it kind of it kind of sums up his personality, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that panel below it with Jimmy's watch because you've seen the clouds, just two things just bursting oh, yeah. through it. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and that's definitely Superman and Lois. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they all see it. They're like, oh. That one's out of her mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's such a sleaze, isn't he? Look at him. Got the moustache, slick back hair. Oh, totally. The uh, the hairy chest. Yeah. The necklace. He's a man's man. <laughs> He's a man's man, yeah. But yeah. I love this. And you're right. The Superman is kind of um, mentoring Lois through this. Um, you know, but Lois is just already having so much fun. I guess the whole thing of flying is, is brilliant. Wouldn't yeah, be? yeah. So now are her eyes just white in that second panel. No, no, she's looking at him like, like sneakily. Oh, the stellar telescopic vision. Oh, I th- I mean? no, I thought she was kind of like cheekily, like she's like her pupils are to the side, like she's looking. She's trying uh, to look back I at him. I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's giving her a look of like you know. Um, I don't know what the expression is. It's like, oh, come on, you know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I will mention our Russian friend, uh, Red Sun, actually uh, despises the art in this book. Um, okay. So I guess it's not for... I could see that it's not for everyone. Um, but, okay. you know. Yeah. I mean, I, really it, like it. Yeah. I think it suits. But, um, you know, I, some of it does look a bit wonky sometimes, I will admit. Well, if anything, if you look at it, even at this page where Superman and Lois are flying, um, Frank quietly does great work with the figures as well. Tends to simplify the backgrounds. Like if yeah. you look at the building, very simple, just very yeah. outlined. Maybe that's that's a, a quibble for some people. Mm. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, art is in the eye of the the beauty is the eye of the beholder, isn't it? So right, yeah, everyone's got different tastes. But I, I yeah. like this art. I think it's great. Uh, but we have Samson. Uh, yeah, how cool the, is this? And he's the uh, literal biblical Samson as yeah. well, uh, which is hilarious because I was reading Morrison's like backstory that he provided. This yeah. Samson, like this Samson, found like the cosmic time travel thing or something, so he just started traveling through time. He's like a. Yeah. He says he's like he's like Conan meets Garth. That's so who, cool. 
Garth was like a uh, British. Yes. Um, oh, so you know that? I think so. Is it? Oh, it was did like you the... say Garth or Garp? Garth. Oh, okay. No, sorry. Well, Garth was like this British sort of Superman style strip, but it was very pulpy and the okay. dude got nude all the time, very masculine. Yeah. So this is like, you know, sort of pulp. Samson is this, supposed to be this kind of pulpy hero that goes through time saving damsels and being very. Right. Well, like. You know, like this. <laughs> Does he appear anywhere else, Samson? I'd love this idea of using biblical and using just these mythological characters as well. Well, Samson is in some Superman comics, mostly pre-Crisis, but um, it's he, not this character. He's not, okay. Even though they're both, like, the literal biblical Samson. Yes, not... with the long hair, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I find it hilarious that uh, this is Samson from the Bible. <laughs> that just tickles me. Um, it's cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, it's a, it's it's a, I don't know. I, know, I don't know him that well, but it's a it's a Morrison spin on it, isn't it? Yeah, he's got mm. such a sci-fi twist to it, and I love how he kind of try like he jumps around. And he can you know, yeah, time, time travel. Um, yeah, it just what, adds, what if, adds. Yeah, it just what adds if Samson found like a time traveling car? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just went went crazy with it. Um, yeah. I mean, well, it, it explains his existence in this particular era straight away, you know? Oh, if, yeah. if he can jump to this era, then he's got some sort of connection to time travel, and, and it's fun that he's an explorer in that sense. Um, but I, I, It's I, also I, that, uh, you know, it's common knowledge Samson was one of the inspirations for Superman, so yeah, yeah. sort of fitting. But I, I love this like, kind of almost about face because I when I first read this not now because I've read it before was yeah. um was expecting just a, a huge battle with these dinosaur foes then you get these new characters like Samson and and I love this thing he he hurls Krull into orbit yeah <laughs> it's so cool the poor Krull and yeah. like the it's a great um pa- panel there yeah where Krull's hurled in space but in the instant, it tells you again how just how strong Samson is. So, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I love it. I think it's great. Um, and he's got a bit of a bit of a personality to him as well, isn't he? So, he does. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. bit of a ladies' man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, again, it's sort of like establishes that you know superman and samson have met before yes just like you know, despite the fact that they're kind of new here mm-hmm. um and I, I love how superman like sees or hears Kroll's lungs bursting and then he just takes yeah. off obviously to get him yeah back yeah. from space <laughs> That's a very is it? Um, you can probably let me know, Connor. Is that a very Morrison thing, or is that that's pretty much Superman across the board? Is it where he? Because uh, to me, Morrison seems to be highlighting like the extremities of Superman's powers, like you know the stuff like he sees Krull or he knows Krull's lungs just burst, you know, and uh, yeah, we see later on Lois is talking about what something about. You can smell the leaves of Canada or something. Yeah, you know, he, Morrison gets very mm. particular with the details. Oh yeah, it, he does. Yeah, yeah. It, it gives you the sense of like how that, potent. Yeah, that stuff was like that in you know pre-Crisis Silver Age as well, like where we're described. But you know, obviously yeah. the prose here is um, yeah different. You yeah. know, it's very. Oh, it's very it's noticeable. Good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, By Yahweh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I haven't heard that name in a while. Um, know, yeah. And I love this. I yeah, fought the good fight across three galaxies and countless centuries. So time and space is no, you know, is no hurdle for this guy. No. Um, but he's he's putting on the flirtation um, quite heavy to Lois. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, you know, and his fellow super strong man, uh, we have yeah. Atlas here. <laughs> yeah, and so what I, I really enjoyed about this is by having like, introducing a sec- second character like Atlas, it really establishes kind of like what you said, not only that Superman knows Samson, but there seems to be a clique of... Um, <laughs> strong men like yeah you know that yeah. seem to know every each other i was half expecting this to be hercules or something you, you know just the classic strong man well um, interesting that you mentioned that let yeah. me find that bit because he does bring up why he didn't use hercules because he oh. said the trio of like mythical strong men is like samson atlas and hercules but he, there was a specific reason i'll let me find it oh okay uh, i mean atlas um, is obviously very strong world on his shoulders and you know stuff like that but but typically for i think in popular culture as well people a lot of people would associate hercules as the like you know the strong man um yeah um yeah well hercules has appeared in superman books as well as okay. his rival um actually uh, yeah he, he thinks they make better rivals than, like, Ultraman or Majestic because people who don't read comics have heard of Hercules, Samson, and Atlas. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, I'm trying to find... Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Wow, this is interesting. Uh, Samson, Atlas, and Hercules are the classical mainstays of old Superman covers, tangling with Superman and all those Silver Age stories that happened before he learned from his friends at Marvel that it was possibly to fight other superheroes for fun and profit. Hmm. Hmm. I think I prefer Superman fighting mythological figures than, uh, you know, <laughs> other superheroes. Um, yeah. But where, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to find... Well, while you're finding it, what I do find as well with the introduction of Samson and Atlas and what Morrison has done, and what you say, I guess, has been done before in the Silver Age, is that it really does elevate Superman um, into, I guess, mythology. You yeah. know, more so than just a comic book hero, but... Um, he's now regarded by Morrison, what Morrison is trying to portray, as one of, you know, um, the strong men of, of mythology. And um, uh, just as an aside, there's kind of a book about that, Superman in Myth and Folklore. You should yeah. check it out. It's good. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, so... Yeah, he said... Uh, the Hercules, ver- like he said, Marvel has the definitive version of Hercules mm-hmm. for me. So he left him out of the mix. Ah, uh, okay. And concentrate on Atlas and Samson. Now, you're a big fan of uh, I am, but he, Hercules. But I think he goes beyond Marvel, doesn't he? But who knows? There's some sort of copyright or something. Maybe he meant like definitive comic book yeah. version of Hercules. Okay. You know, like he probably thought he couldn't do a better version in Fair this enough. story. Because isn't Hercules and he's quite comical and boastful, isn't he in... Oh, very much so. A yeah, drunk, a so drunkard, and uh, you know he he, he loves, probably would have been doing yeah. the same thing then, from what I understand. Right, considering how he's portrayed these two characters. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can I can see threads of Hercules and Marvel in these two for sure. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. probably didn't want to do just the same thing. Okay. That Marvel did, um, and apparently Atlas is 
uh, restless and reckless young prince of the new mythos. So, like, he's part of, like, a wave of new gods, new Elysium and stuff. Mm, okay. So, he, I don't think he's the original Atlas. Oh, okay. But, um, not like Samson. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, just thought that was interesting. Because I, I always wanted to kind of know, like... Because it doesn't really spell out in this in this book who exactly, you know, these guys are. Like, you could, it's like, is Samson sort of just named after Samson? Or is it oh. literally Samson? Um, yeah. And it turns out it is literally Samson. So yeah, that was I assumed it was. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're right, I guess. So Yeah. Um, yeah, and Atlas wants Lois as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, her, her costume. I mean, any guy, any hot-blooded male will probably want it. <laughs> you know, want her. So um, she's very in the very old-fashioned classic kind of costume. Literally, <laughs> what, a swimming costume? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like I was complaining about his back. I don't know. I find I find Atlas quite humorous. Um, but yeah, I, I love the way these guys talk, though. Mm. Oh yeah, Atlas is more old old English, isn't he? Mm, um, definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah. Thou thou surely hast the looks, the intellect, and now the skin of steel that Atlas demands from a woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Lois is like, yeah, you know, this is flattering, but... Um... Yeah, Romeo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and Superman Superman, comes... Superman's, like, cross. He's not happy that they're ruining his date, pretty much. Um, no, I don't think he's threatened by them. I just think he's probably annoyed by them. Annoyed. Oh, he's yeah. definitely annoyed. Yeah. Like, he thinks of his nuisances. Um, yeah. Which is, like... This kind of it, it. This is this whole issue is very Silver Age, and even, like, Lois... Mm. Like, Lois Lane, Superman's girlfriend comic, you know, where yeah. Superman's vying with these rivals for oh, yeah. Yeah, the affection of Lois Lane. Um, yeah. You know, so... And, and he, we get to see his car. <laughs> the car's awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, it's it's deliciously over the top. Oh, absolutely. This has got into, like... Yeah. Uh, it's gone crazy at, in this issue. Like the, the yeah. previous two issues are like they're um, still kind of classic, sort mm. of uh, nothing too out there. Yeah. And if you've read a lot of Superman, this isn't out there. But if you haven't, then all of a sudden you have like these talking dinosaurs and yeah, you know, time traveling Samson and stuff. So it sort of gets a bit weird. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the Samson's sort of challenging Superman. Well, he's challenging Superman and Atlas. He's like whoever. You yeah, know, let's let's make a bit of a challenge. Super feat of strength. Yeah, which I love. I love the this feat of strength competition between. In honor of Lois Lane, and they, they seem to have totally forgotten that for this day at least, Lois is just as powerful as them. So yeah, <laughs> it's so funny because they're kind of vying for her, as though she's some sort of prize, but she's actually you know, she probably can take them both. So yeah. Yeah, probably because she has Superman's powers. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> we heroes are always willing to go the extra furlong and quest for the perfect mate. Wow. Yeah. I um, love the use of that word furlong. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and they're all they're all bragging about their feats of strength. You know? yeah. I defeated Kroll, the Dinozar's son, on the eve of his war in Metropolis. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out more about that later. But they go to the yeah. center of the earth, and we have, like, the nice 
talking dinosaur. <laughs> yep. But we we reveal there's a, a bit of a secret revealed here. So yes, they're not as I know I guess forthcoming and and friendly as they appear to be because they're devious. They're devious because um it seems that Samson has been a bit of a crazy bugger, and he actually instigated that whole attack on Metropolis to kind of yeah. get started. So you kind of get a a different perspective on Samson like now immediately. He's no longer just this fun-loving guy, he's a little bit... Deceptive. Shady. Yeah, a bit yeah. shady. Yeah. And then he gives her this gift. Again, uh, uh, pure Morrison, some weird... I love this thing, Uranium-238 is lethal. Like, you know, Morrison gets into these details. Yeah. <laughs> they just kind of... Get, it adds a bit of depth to it. And oh, absolutely. You don't have to be a science head or anything to actually know it, but, like, it, it just sounds... You know, we all it's know just Uranium. just little world building and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you so you indirectly know how powerful Lois is um, because she can just you know she wears it whatever yeah it doesn't hurt her yeah um you know <laughs> the yeah. date of a thousand lifetimes of time traveling Samson Samson but he time travels <laughs> yeah exactly um I love this thing again and, and again a nice flourish from Morrison will dine al fresco on triceratops borgignon <laughs> in the twilight of the uh, crustaceous era then end the evening with drinks at the crucifixion so oh, yeah. it's beautiful like you know it just sums up his macabre, time um... <laughs> yeah it is macabre yeah, yeah exactly yeah so it does really paint a picture of of Samson but you know straight away you know what he does, where he goes, stuff like that. I like Atlas though; he he steals it for me. You know, if I win your heart, I'll make the Titans kneel before you and harness the eight wild hypocrites to draw <laughs> perfume love chariot across the brave. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce Empyrean. that. Empyrean. Empyrean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll crush raw diamonds in my mighty fists and squeeze from my fingers a sparkling wine fit for immortals. Yeah, I love a... I love that whole thing. <laughs> that is beautiful. Beautiful writing from Morrison. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's really good. Um, yeah, and much more impressive than Samson's proposal, in my opinion. Making the Titans kneel. Let's see. I know, know. and squeeze raw diamonds into like sparkling wine. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for immortal water to wine. Jeez, <laughs> oh, Louise. Yeah. So, Did you um, see the way she spied my belt buckle? Yeah, that's. A, I, and again, there's there's always room for gallows humor as well. Yeah. Mine is bigger. <laughs> oh so. my god! I just noticed that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. and Superman's cross. He's like, you know, why are you flirting with both Samson and Atlas? Yeah, and it's like, well, maybe I'm just teaching you a lesson after the creepy, ridiculous impersonation of Clark Kent. I think she just fobbed that off as an excuse. I think she's, you know, she obviously, I think she just likes the attention. I mm. think that's it. Could be um, both. It could be both, but I, I doubt it. I think. I mean, as as she says, it's just my birthday. Have some fun, and we do know yeah. that she doesn't. You know, she does have resentment over the whole Clark Kent and Superman thing. She does, yeah. But actually, I th- I thought it was more just of. Have, basically what she says at the end is my birthday have some fun I, I think that that's for me that that was her angle she just you know she's mm. just going along with it she knows she can take these guys she you know she finds it amusing more than anything mm. um, but you're right I mean she does have you know she does have qualms about about this whole class definitely thing. yeah yeah um it's <laughs> wherever you go Samson trouble follows yeah <laughs> uh, he's right yeah. 
and he pulls out a newspaper article which says Superman dead. So this is this is like um, for anyone. I know we're only three issues in, but this is like another little reminder, you know, that Superman. This whole premise is built on Superman, yeah, um, dying, um, and and him. You know that that's why he's kind of treating Lois the way he does. Yeah, this is and, the first mention in the issue of yes. his uh, condition, which yeah. is kind of a harsh callback to reality. Yes. Through all the sort of fun and zaniness. Exactly. And it, uh, and it kind of links to the first two issues and you know, everything. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm a huge jerk. <laughs> All's fair and love and war. It's like, man. Yeah, exactly. I know. So he's becoming less and less um, likable, I think. As he, as yeah, he definitely. Like, he's. he's oh, he's not know, evil or terrible, but he's just like, he's a bit of a. Well, just, initially, he's like, he's an arrogant buffoon, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's, lovable. it's fun. Lovable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but now he's just like now he's just devious and yeah, um, yeah. So you know, and then, and then it ties into that whole thing where they're like, "Oh, Superman does a bunch of labors." Uh, yeah, so which then harks back to mythology as well. Labors yeah. of Hercules. So that's you know alluded There's to some really interesting things. We'll talk about it when they mention the 12 labors, but, um, yeah, there, there's something they neglected to mention. Lois Lane's necklace starts glowing and it's mm. like, Hey, the ultra finks has hounded us, uh, yeah. since we borrowed the jewels of atom hotep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and you know, here, here Samson says, which is important just before your death, it said you completed 12 super challenges, the stuff of legend. He created life, escaped from the underverse. He overthrew the tyrant sun and he answered the unanswerable question. All uh, sounding all very colossal challenges. It seems yeah. that he's, and we will be done. seeing all those as well. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's and nice. It's, it's, yeah, it's nice how Morrison has again, built this into the whole thing. They've actually listed, uh, the feats are listed. In, but I won't read them out until we finish the book. Yeah, sure, sure. And actually, Boris has said it wasn't... Uh, obviously, there's the mythological reference of the labours of Hercules mm-hmm. and generally stuff like that, but he was more... Th- like, the way he was putting it together is, like, these super feats that everyone did after the fact is how historians look at it, but the way... It actually happens is this is just stuff Superman does because he's Superman. It's not like yeah. A, uh, during the time that he does it, it's not like I'm doing these. It's more retrospectively. It's like these are you know legendary feats. Yeah, it's like yeah. this is stuff that I'm doing. Yeah, and then the historians are like, oh, these are the legendary feats yeah, feat sure. Superman did, which I really like. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Lois is you know caught between a state of life and death as a really buff sort of. Sphinx man, <laughs> <laughs> who is apparently the be all end all because he even um, uh, reduces Samson and and Atlas to you know to a frightful mess. Um, but yeah, like he seems very kind of all powerful. He is uh, so cool. Yeah, and like I love this cosmic sort of Sphinx. It's yeah. great. And we see it later on in the art as well frank quietly when superman is shocked like the eyeballs nearly pop out of the head yeah you know um really gives a different garish look on his face um but the way the sphinx talks and then he asks the question i love the way they do the speech for him yeah 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 exactly um, the way he talks like it's yeah, just exactly. one word at a time yeah and you can follow it it's, it's nice it's very yeah. very cool way to lead the eye i mean you can easily follow it um, 
but yeah, one word at a time. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, you know. Uh, so, so Superman kind of catches wind, and again, he he just berates Samson and, and Atlas, and they look like kind of two schoolboys who've been caught, you know, having done a bad yeah. deed. <laughs> um, it's the first kind of aggressive sign of Superman you see with the red eyes. Oh yeah, and he's like, "I will throw you guys in the Phantom Zone yeah. if she dies." One way yeah. ticket as well. You're not getting back. Yeah. I mean, because it's a um, bit of a serious thing that they've done, you know? Oh, um, yeah. To steal this thing and then to kind of lump it onto Lois. <laughs> yeah. It's, but they do say, you know, if if they have to fight, then yes. they'll stand by his side. Yeah. Um, but I love but, I love the eyes of the Sphinx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, um, yeah. Still, you know, the stars and stuff. Um, but you know, as you say, it's funny that you say that they did. They did say that they will fight his, by his side. But Superman recognizes it straight away. He says, you, "We won't have to fight," and you know it. It's all about answering the question. Yeah, so, and um, they they said he's already done it. So yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like, you know, so it's it's a false, um, you know, false promise from from Samson at least. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we're by your side. We'll fight you. But yeah, mm, that's true. He doesn't have to do anything. I love this. You know, here's a riddle. <laughs> yeah you get it wrong she dies you get it right she lives um yeah. and you know this it's a good it's a good riddle it's a it would you know, think it's a very hard riddle to it's it's one of the you know it's a timeless one you, you think oh you, yeah everyone's heard, of heard it before yeah 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 you know what happens when the unstoppable force meets the immovable object yeah and we have like these five panels here and since there's a state between life and death like in the first panel her eyes are closed yeah which I'm assuming is like maybe the death thing, and then her eyes mm-hmm. open all of a sudden, and that'll be important for later. Okay. I don't know if you picked up on it. I picked up on it because I've read it before and I heard Morris talk about it. But her eyes mm. opening there. No. And um, yeah. Superman gives a pretty good answer. They surrender, and yeah. the thing I like about this answer is the surrender line could apply to the immovable object or the unstoppable force. Yes, it could be either one. Yeah, exactly. And it's not the perfect answer, but as the Sphinx says, it's acceptable. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so would you put this down to what has happened to Superman and it raising his intellect and, and you know, how, you know how he's been affected and he's, like, no. stronger than he's ever been before? Okay. So he, no, it, you reckon we, normal we find Superman? out. Sorry? Okay. At the end of this issue, I'll, yeah. um, yeah. Okay. Because there's a thing he did, um... So let's see. Um, yeah, so you know, acceptable. Sphinx takes his uh, mm-hmm. necklace back, lets Lois go, and Lois is kind of freaked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they have a date at the bottom of the sea, which I like. You know, and yes. the, the guys are still at it. That's hardly what you call a feat of strength. That's just nerd <laughs> stuff, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even the yes on his back is yellow. <laughs> it's oh, like... they asked for it. Well, let's do it. Arm wrestle, both of them versus Superman. And, and this is, I think this is a, a nice payoff because um, I think along the lines when you do read it, you, you want them to confront each other in some way. And they haven't oh, done you that. Do. You want Superman to slap them around. Yeah, really. and, and they haven't done it. Well, And also because they're meant to be quite strong as well. So it's yeah. you, you want to kind of gauge where Superman is compared to these two. And, yeah. and you don't get that until this scene at the end. So... Um, yeah, so they we're, we're in some nondescript 
like island or something. They're just sitting there. Superman's... I really love uh, the rock falling on Lois's head. Yeah, I thought yes. it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I didn't know at first when no not at first like when I reread this and Superman says you know would you like me to push? I thought he did something and then. And then Lois is just reacting to whatever he did. I didn't realize that the rock actually fell on her head. Yeah, you see it crumbling in the second panel. Yeah, Um, yeah. Well, yeah, good thing she's... uh, Good thing she's strong. Vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she's rubbing her head in the background. (laughs) Yeah. He breaks Samson's arm. Uh, And Samson's like... Oh, no, uh, yeah, and then Atlas is still, still working at it. Superman nonchalantly whistling. That's <laughs> it's funny. It just shows that you know he hasn't. He's it's not even affecting him. Um, yeah, and like you know, he broke his arm, which is pretty hardcore. Mm. And this is very, this is like the golden age Superman peeking through here, and yeah. that's deliberate because as I said, I read this interview and uh, he's saying like he really doesn't really like the pacifist Superman. Okay, because it's just. You know, we both know Superman's roots and stuff. He's very, you know, rough and tumble yep. type of character. And he thinks, you know, Superman should, uh, you know, like not just sit around taking punishment and yeah. abuse. Like he he had a big problem with Superman Returns because that was like, he was this Christ-like, Christ-like figure that let himself just get beaten up to the point where it was like weirdly sadistic. Yeah. Um, whereas this, you know, hey, Superman will break... Break your arm. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, and it's a big uh, feat as well. Like, remember, Samson hurled Krull into orbit. So, yes, this is a super strong guy. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. Samson and Atlas. Uh, yeah, uh, but Superman, way above that, them both. That newspaper article, like, <laughs> that's hilarious. I love that. Uh, <laughs> Atlas at lowest party. Atlas scores. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, but his his arm. Both of his arms are in casts. It's a, it's funny. I um, mean, I will say Atlas is definitely more likable than Samson. Oh, absolutely. Because Samson he's less seemed, underhanded. Um, yeah, I think Samson took the brunt of being the more deceptive one. Um, the way that Morrison wrote him. Um, but Atlas yeah. seems young. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that, that sounds. That looks like a cool party down there. I love. I just love how like Morrison. Yeah, he's he's got a bit. He can inject a bit of humour in there, can't he? Like his. Oh, definitely. Not just well, straight laced. She was mostly humorous. I would. Yeah, say. just the way that they were written was really good. Like it was. It surprised me because, um, again, I'm not a big. I haven't read much of Morrison's stuff, but I always thought that he was, a rather like a serious. Um, ideas kind of writer, full of great ideas and stuff. But I, I never realised that. You know, he could do humor so well. I would love to see him write a book of, like, a Justice League of, like, these mythological figures mm. that were all kind of like cool. this. Yeah. You know, like, you have Samson, Atlas in there, and, you know, all these other sort of yeah. buffoons um, <laughs> going through time and space. I think that would be great. Yeah. Uh, in fact, someone should do that. DC and Marvel, do something, because that would be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, actually, um, I'll have to find it for you, Connor, as well. There's an Australian comic book. I think it was on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and they base it all on mythological characters. Oh, and it, really? It's it looks really cool. I've seen it, and I emailed the guy saying 
this is a really cool idea. This is something that I've been kind of looking for. Yeah, and um, yeah. apparently it's 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 kicking out like they they rack in tens of thousand dollars, tens wow. of thousands of dollars for their Kickstarter. So um, I have to dig it up and and try to find it for you. But um, yeah, no, definitely because yeah. I'd be interested in that for sure. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. So. I was about to say I was about to start talking about American Gods, but it'll ah. just be like a tangent that's too big. Um, oh yeah, but American Gods is good. They just, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So Lois and Superman they get their their date down yeah. in what is it? Poseidus? Like that? That's the um the under I guess Poseidon underwater. Yeah, Atlantis stuff like that. Um, I mean Poseidon exists in the. DC Universe, so... Oh, it does, sure does it? It's, okay. I'm not sure if it's Poseidon's, though. I, I don't know. I think yeah. in the in the animated movie, it's Aquaman's place that they go to. Ah, okay. Um, oh, that's right. There's an animated version to this. Yeah. yeah, this issue makes it in the cut, which is great. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of read them with the animated voices, actually. Oh, right, okay. Samson and Atlas, yeah. <laughs> um. But, uh, you know, then Lois starts like, you know, hey, why are you into me? Everyone knows why I'm into you because <laughs> yeah. you're Superman. And he's like, you know, there has to, well, I guess there has to be one thing I just can't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's something I wanted to do since the first day we met. Then we get the big famous page of Superman kissing Lois on the moon. Okay, is that is that a big, is that a famous page, is it? That's oh, something I see posted a lot. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's very well done. It's a, it's a beautiful. Um, when uh, I say famous, I generally don't mean like. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought maybe like famous in pop, pop culture for. Superman. No, no, okay. famous in like Superman circles. Okay. Yeah. Like her hair's done really well, and and it is. full crops to the colours. Mm. Like very, very well done. It's a fantastic page. It is a good page. Very and cool. the, as you said, like the zero gravity with the hair and stuff. It's all. Mm. Really... Yeah. Good. And you know, Superman's like, hey, I want to kiss the whole sign on the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but very, very out of out of character for Lois. For anyone who just sees this photo, oh, not photo, <laughs> anyone who just sees this picture, we go, okay, who's that? You know, what's Lois doing? But obviously, it makes a lot more sense um, from this yeah. story because she's yeah. super powered. And then there's a little bit of an epilogue. Yeah, I, I like this epilogue, although it did seem a little cliched. Um, um, I, I like this thing. I think I mentioned at the beginning. I can't smell the trees in Canada, so her, her powers are starting to wane, um, yeah. which is really cool. But sh- you know, whenever anyone falls asleep, you know th- they've obviously been tuckered out because they've enjoyed themselves so much. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and and that's what's happened with Lois here. Yeah. I really love. I'm just looking at the art. I really love how Superman's drawn. I think the the cape going over his shoulders is a very good choice mm. because it gives him that whole sort of relaxed um, look. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It just feels like a person. He's very big compared to her. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's huge. Um, and yeah. this is where you know she goes. You know, you did a really good impression of Clark Kent. Yeah. And she's like, well, was so she doesn't believe him. And I think Still I mentioned last yeah. issue, yeah. Uh, last episode we did, um, that's, you know, that's that's Superman's punishment for deceiving her all this time is that mm. when he's finally ready to reveal himself, she doesn't believe it because of all the times that she thought it was the case and it wasn't. 
Yeah. And there's also the thing that, um, you know, Lois can't love Clark the way she loves Superman, which is yeah. like a big flaw in her character. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not the case, like, with, you know, the John Byrne stuff, but Clark Kent was very different mm-hmm. when Lois Lane fell in love with him. Clark Kent wasn't that timid or anything. Okay. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which means, like, I don't know. I'd. I'm not sure how much I like Lois in this. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Um, well, she, she, she. I mean, again, I mean, as going back to my first point, I th- and the cover, you'd think that this would be very much a Superman Lois thing, but for most of it, it's really Superman interacting with Samson and, and Atlas, and yeah. Lois is being part of that. So you don't get much of her until the end um, and the beginning. Not well, very much, a little bit at the beginning. That's what I think. Like, I I get, you know, I, I'm totally, like, on board with it. It's fair enough that she's mad at him for all the crap mm. that he's done. But, you know, I just, I don't like the way she treats Clark and these Clark. Um, in it this, is weird, this... isn't it? I mean, surely if you know, oh, well, she, that's why she, I guess she doesn't believe it. But if they're one in the same person, why why treat them differently? Yeah, and as, as Morris had said, it's because subconsciously, yeah. Even if she did know, or if she does know, she knows that she can't love Clark. Yeah. Like, she loves Superman, so that's another reason she refuses to accept the truth. Yeah, That yeah, they're the yeah. same person. And that, that just sits wrong with me. I don't I don't really like that about it. But it is a character flaw, so... Mm. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's just the way he's, you know, written her. But I think that was sort of the case. You know, it makes it, it, makes it quite a, 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 like a dynamic, doesn't it? I mean, mm. it'd be too easy if she just liked both of them. So, it, it, it actually, it's good. It, it rounds her out a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I kind of prefer this to them sort of getting married and stuff, you mm. know. Like, I mean, I know the Superman Lois marriage is pretty popular, but as a, as a couple and stuff and reading about them getting together, they did it in a way that, you know, it did make sense and you could see why they were attracted to each other and as well. But mm. I, I kind of prefer this sort of dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I guess I also prefer Superman just like, you know, not really being able to have a family, I thought yeah. was a good trait, but anyway, um, so he tucks her in, kisses her goodnight and we have sweet dream Superwoman and here's the thing at the end. Yeah. Now see the thing that's in the newspaper, what happens? Yeah. When the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. Surrenders to the new Luxus Samaritan. And so it's the same newspaper Samson had, right? Yeah. So the way I saw it was that when she opened her eyes, he saw the reflection of that paper in her eyes, and that's when he got the answer. Because he didn't know the answer until he saw her eyes open. But she didn't have the paper anywhere near her. No, but the reflection in her eyes that Samson was holding. Oh, was Samson holding it then as well? I don't I thought, know. I, think I thought so. that was that's ages a, ago, though. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I, that's the thing. That's sort of uh, the impression I got, is that okay. he saw it somehow right. in the reflection. Okay. That's... Okay, Be- fair enough. Just that's very, the way it's... that those panels were staged, that's the impression I got. I could be wrong, but that's what I think happened, because otherwise well, I don't really know why the ma- panels were like that. I mean, it would make sense. Well, for, for anything... it. It's his response where he just kind of laughs. Ha! Huh, how about this? Um, 
that kind of clues you into maybe he's caught wind of something. Yeah. But I, I that's very obscure. Like, it's very subtle, if anything. Um, and I he also never... has X-ray vision. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, we can't... I think I think Morrison might answer it on the commentary for okay. the movie because they make it more obvious in the movie, so... Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, sure. it is, so it is kind of depicted in the movie, is that... Not as that. In the movie, it's he just remembers. Oh, okay. Saw that when um, Atlas was holding the paper. Ah, okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, I guess I'll find out when I watch the movie again. But, uh, yeah, that was the issue. Uh, I love that issue. I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good follow-up to the second issue, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, the second issue was a lot more about Lois. This was a lot more about, you know, I don't know. I just love the Atlas and Samson. Oh, stuff. yeah. Really great. I just think the ideas that the ideas that Morrison brings to it is is really good, and it's just it's just he's a good writer. It's just a well crafted thing. He adds things to it, like as you mentioned, he adds things that will speak to things later on as well. Um, yeah. But no, it, it's just everything's very well considered, um, and um, nothing's really kind of like a throwaway. Um, no, it's just uh, yeah, it's just really good writing. The voicings of the characters as well, um, Atlas and Samson, um, very funny. Um, he he makes them likable, but then he, he kind of twists them around a bit. Uh, yeah, really good. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So now we get to episode four. The Superman Jimmy Olsen War. <laughs> yep. So here is the synopsis for issue four the Superman Olsen War. Jimmy Olsen and Lucy Lane are getting ready in Jimmy's apartment. Lucy reads the newspaper claiming Jimmy won the worst dressed award of Metropolis for the second consecutive year. She threatens to leave him for Rock Handsome to see Frankenstein on ice. At the Daily Planet, Perry White and Jimmy Olsen discuss how everyone reads For a Day columns by Jimmy on the weekends. They are curious how he will top his last article about being America's sweetheart for a day. Jimmy heads to the Project Headquarters on the moon. Leo Quintum puts Jimmy in charge of Project for the day. He's heading to meet the Electrokind, uh, who are made of tungsten gas and speak only in visual light patterns to attempt to save Superman from his plight that he was partly responsible for. Jimmy takes a tour of Project and stumbles upon a floor labelled Do Not Open Until Doomsday, which they warn him is too dangerous to open. When Jimmy inspects the Underverse research, a sudden accident puts Jimmy at risk of falling into the super-heavy gravity chamber. Perry uh, reviews a recent submission by Clark Kent, which he describes as old-school journalism. Superman hears Jimmy's signal watch and takes off quickly to save him. During the rescue, a piece of black kryptonite comes out from the Underverse. While at first no effects are felt by Superman, he slowly starts turning angry and is soon filled with a violent, uncontrollable anger. Local bizarro men are unable to subdue Superman as he escapes. Superman heads to Metropolis to find Lois Lane. Jimmy follows him with a strange gun. Superman claims he cannot be harmed. Jimmy tells him the gun is not for him and instead injects himself with a serum that turns him into a doomsday creature. 
Doomsday Jimmy subdues Superman before his watch signals for him to devolve from the Doomsday creature. Strangers come upon the knocked out Superman and Jimmy doesn't want people to know Superman had gone crazy with the Black Kryptonite, so he covers for him. Jimmy hacks the project computers to find out they have unlimited wealth as their bank account has an infinity symbol. Jimmy has I Love Lucy written on the moon when he returns home with two tickets and Lucy is excited to see him. Jimmy's a good friend, isn't he? Yeah, far out. (laughs) uh, Yeah, he's a good friend um, and he knows how to woo the women. Well, I guess. Yeah, I mean, with the moon, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do, I really like the cover. Um, I think, well, I will will get it out of the way. I think the background of the cover is quite simplistic. Um, Oh, yeah, just faded out, blurred out. Yeah, and uh, I think the ground is a bit simplistic as well, but I really, what I really like about the cover is Superman's pose and his eyes, and I like how he's blowing up the ground but you don't see lines coming from his eyes yeah which you see in the comic which is really good i, I yeah. love how that heat vision is like done in in an mm. invisible sense yeah um yeah uh jimmy looking uh, jimmy's always uh, i don't know again connor i'm not too well versed he's always into some wacky sort of oh absolutely he's a bit That's this whole thing um, yeah he's a little bit offbeat um yeah and uh it's really fun here how he kind of takes over project well, remember, uh, Darkseid debuted in Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal. So, oh, because uh, Jack Kirby was writing Jimmy Olsen for ages, yeah, and a lot of uh, his Fourth World stuff was introduced through the Jimmy Olsen comic. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I like, I like how. So yeah, Morrison made a. He talked about Jimmy a bit in his interview, and he said he wanted to make Jimmy more assertive. Mm-hmm. It's someone who's more believably Superman's power because he's not a fan of Jimmy being a complete idiot or a damsel in distress, which I understand. Oh, um, look, to be honest, I, I agree as well. I, I find him quite boring mm. when he's portrayed just as like, you know, this young kid who really doesn't add much to, for me mm. to the stories. No, that's fair enough. Mm. So, uh, like, this is really cool. And there was. um. Is it Matt Fraction? He does the the latest yes. Jimmy Olsen. I mean, I've read the first couple of issues of that, and that's so cool. It, it, it's supposed to be very good, I've heard. It is, yeah. I mean, I don't know whether that's how Jimmy's usually portrayed and stuff, but he's he's given he's made a lot more interesting. So, I mean, the Jimmy Olsen book was quite popular when it was coming out. So, oh, in the in the Silver Age uh, and Bronze, and yeah. Bronze, yeah. Bro- okay. Bronze is Bronze had some good stories. It was a, uh, I think it was a. I can't remember if it was, I think it was a two-part issue where, like, a projector turned out to be, uh, I'm probably misremembering a lot, but there was, like, this movie projector that turned out to contain, like, its own universe or something full of, like, monsters. Cool. Like, movie monsters. Yeah. And, I don't know, Superman and Jimmy got wound up in it, and I don't know, I just remember it being really cool. <laughs> so, you know, there is some cool stuff there. Uh, nice. Yeah, Jimmy also, like, he can be good. But as you said, sometimes he can be just there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and... Or he can be really annoying when they make him like really angsty. I hate when they do that because oh. he's so annoying. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, he's like that for so much during like the late eighties and nineties. He's just like Jimmy, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess um, it's all just trying to find 
what they can do with the character. I mean, yeah, has he ever been? Has he ever? Well, been... Fraction seems to have found it. Sorry, Fraction seems to have found it. Yeah, no, I'm about to say, was he ever been? Has he ever been um, super powered? But then, he... oh, elastic lad. Yeah, he got elastic lad. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. In that, yeah, yeah, okay. There's that famous issue where he turns into like a giant turtle or something. Oh right, and fights well, and, and, oh. and here I guess I mean here he's he's injected himself with some. Yeah, sort he of... turns into a Doomsday. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> which is which is like a really weird way you introduce like the edgy '90s creation of Doomsday and this very throwback, yeah. you know '60s kind of Jimmy Olsen story, which I quite like. I mean, this is it is a good issue. Mm. It's probably one of the lighter issues in the run, but it's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of cool, like, little sci-fi stuff as well. Oh, um, very much so. What is with the lane women? Why are they so vain? I don't <laughs> know. all they care about is physical appearances and stuff. Um, yeah, look, I, did, I didn't realise that she was, relate, like, Lucy Lane. Like, when I, like, I didn't know who she was, basically, yeah. at the beginning. Um, but, yeah, she's very kind of fickle, isn't she? Like, yeah, in this, they're very fickle and yeah. vain and, you know... Um, she's like, I'm going to date this guy because you have voted the most ugly or worst yeah. dressed man in Metropolis again. I, I do like how Leo Quinton's the best dressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. And and that's funny because, it, you know, what Jimmy gets up to later on. That is true, yeah. Um, but I love this name, Rock Handsome. I mean, it's yeah. such a – it's a callback to the classic Hollywood, but it has a very, you know, Hollywood name. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a picture of a turtle that's got to be a reference. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 and Jimmy's head, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, there's probably a lot of cool, like, Easter eggs in this. Mm. Um, as I said, I would love an annotated version of this book just to for, like, the background stuff they put in. Yeah. Um, did, did this make it to the animated series as well? I meant annotated. Yeah, I know, I know, but, oh, like... Sorry, um, sorry. Yeah, did it, uh, like, you said the lowest, the issue three made its way into the animated did this one? No. Oh, okay. Okay. This was. This did not make cut. Bizarro didn't either, unfortunately. Okay. Um. You know, but uh, yeah. So, but I can see why this didn't make it because it's pretty standalone. It's more just oh, yeah. like it's the Jimmy Olsen issue. Um, yeah. Of course, we have Jimmy cross dressing, which is kind of referenced later as like his. Um. What what was it? His I was America's sweetheart for a day. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get I didn't get what was happening here. Um, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think you know he, I, I in my head I get the impression he dressed up and won some beauty pageant or something. Okay, right. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. No, it's, fair it, it's a little quirky, you know. I'd, you know to expect the unexpected a little from Grant Morrison, so I just ran with it. I <laughs> just thought, okay, Jimmy's just uh, he's just a bit, you know, having a bit of fun. Um, so, yeah. yeah. We got a lot of blimps in Metropolis. Again, uh, the buildings, the buildings aren't super detailed. Uh, yeah. Or the, uh, or the office. The office is very bare. Um, I guess he's just putting a lot of effort into the characters, but like it works for stuff like the moon, mm. you know. But for I thought the like office and stuff was pretty bare. I didn't think it was. Yeah, there's, there is a lot. Yeah, right. I think he does put a lot of work into the actual characters. Like, could there have been a desk or something? Maybe mm. I don't know. Yeah, the office is very bare. It's like it's almost as if it's just been rented. <laughs> like, like it wasn't this bare before, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, 
And then there's other... Uh, actually, I did forget to point out last issue when they leave um, that Atlantis city or whatever. There's that submarine yes. and all the mermaids waving goodbye. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like that. Or, yeah. yeah, see, that was detailing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but whatever. I think he does. I think Frank quietly just... Um, he picks and chooses. I mean, because there are... Uh, I'm just yeah. quickly scanning through this. Uh, actually... It's quite economical, the backgrounds for most of it. Um, but it's not it's not that apparent. Like, it's not like you don't go through it going, oh, gosh. This is one of the only times I really noticed mm. was, like, this opening sort of in Metropolis with Jimmy and Perry. I didn't, otherwise, because, like, in Leo Quinton's Space Lab and stuff, the bare background works. It does. You know? It does. It does. So you can get away with it. I mean, but even the Perry's office is very fleeting, it's only like it is. panels, so but they're big panels. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I guess I'm also looking at my absolute edition, which is like ah, oversized okay. pages, right? So it might be right. more noticeable for me. Yeah, because if um, you look just the pa- the opening page, it's quite detailed in in his apartment. So, absolutely. So yeah. that's you know, and that's clever because straight away you get that. So um, yeah, but yeah, um, buddy, rock handsome. Yeah, he sounds so cool. He sounds dashing. He sounds like Flex Mentallo. Uh, <laughs> do you know the deal with that? Flex um, Mentallo rings a bell. I just can't place it. Do you remember it. the old Charles Atlas ads in the comics where, like, the beach blue would be kicking sand into his yeah, face? Yeah, yeah, the routine, yeah. he became Flex Mentallo. Yeah. Morrison literally made him into a um, superhero. Like that kid who worked. Oh, you out. told me this. Yeah, 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 I remember. And there's yeah. a there's a mini series, and he's in Doom Patrol as well. Um, <laughs> and I just think that's great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Rock Hansen kind of reminded me of that. But um, yeah. yeah so you know, Leo Quinton's got a bit of he's got a sense of humor, which I like. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised like no one's ever brought back Leo Quinton. He's he's an interesting character. Um, he he's, he's a pioneer. Like he really yeah. is. Um, this I reckon there's so much potential for him and his project. Um, do you? Mm. Do we ever find out what project stands for? Or is it just like just? Mm. It's just I just, don't know. Yeah, but it, it's a cool. It's a cool faction. I, I like it. And he's. Um, I mean, they're like the successor to Cadmus, but the, these guys are actually moral. They're not right. You know. Yeah. Where as, as I said before, there's like. Morrison wrote heaps about Quintum and like like Lucifer parallels and stuff, which I don't quite understand yet. But um, Lucifer parallels, yeah, wow. Um, but you know, Quintum Quintum's definitely written as like the scientist friend that's like a good guy and who's you know yeah. inspired by Superman. He, um, he definitely comes across as philanthropic more than anything else. Um, yeah, but yes, it surprises me that there's a connection with lucifer i don't know unless i can't remember what happens later on but i well if you if you want to keep summarizing this i'll find the quote yeah okay well um yeah so so jimmy's invited over to um to quinton to project headquarters because uh, he's got important business and i love this again we're talking about morrison's ideas um connor touched upon this earlier uh, and it was mentioned in the summary, but the this electrokind species made out of tungsten gas, um, and they've got brittle glass exoskeletons. Uh, they communicate largely through optics, um, and 
<laughs> and, and I'm just quoting here. And some sentences in this greeting may cause instant blind blindness. So um, they're just fantastic ideas mm, that Morrison absolutely. Brings. Um, These aliens are great. Yeah, you don't see much of them. I mean, the, the only they're only used to get rid of Quintum, basically. So he goes off and and Jimmy's um, head of head of project, but well. I don't want to say they seem like actual aliens because we don't know, you know, but they seem like, you know what I mean? They don't seem just like, oh, they're aliens that are coincidentally like extremely similar to us. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they communicate through optics. They yeah exist like completely differently. It reminds me of like an old Star Trek episode in the 60s where okay. um, there was an alien and but like humans couldn't really communicate with it because it would overwhelm their senses. Yeah. So it was kind of kept in a box, and it was actually considered really ugly by human standards, and it would drive you mad. But it was actually a really beautiful creature, and like Spock was the only one who could be a sort of ambassador to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of reminded me of this, you know, how okay. these aliens just they don't communicate through like speaking. Yeah. Or something. They're different. They're actually different beings to us, and I just I really like seeing that. Oh, you know. it's, it's yeah, it's great. It's it's fantastic. Um, I can't remember kind of if, if they come back at all or whatever, but it's just ideas that Morrison plots down. Yeah. Um, and I I did find the Leo Quinton yep thing. Um, so apologies if I read this the last episode, but we are recording two weeks apart. We forget sometimes. Yep. But uh, Leo Quinton represents the good scientific spirit, the rational, enlightened, progressive, utopian kind of scientist I figured Superman might inspire to greatness. It was oh, interesting yes. to see how so many people expected Quinton to turn out bad at the end. It shows how conditioned we are in our miserable, self-loathing, suspicious society to expect <laughs> the worst from everyone rather than hope for the best. <laughs> Or maybe that's just what we expect from stories. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Here's the Lucifer part. Having said that, there is indeed a necessary whiff of Lucifer about Quintum. His name, Leo Quintum, conjures images of solar force, lines, and lightbringers, and has the elements of a classic trickster figure about him. He even refers to himself as the devil himself. He does... His point about that... He does have that trickster sort of... You know, like with his... Just with his, like, attitude and his... Uh, the way he dresses and stuff, he's very Willy Wonka. <laughs> if any, I think I think that's it. I think he's got this Willy Wonka kind of aura about him. Yeah, um, and a trickster, like yeah, Willy. It's really hard to try to quantify if Willy Wonka was good or bad. Like when you were reading and going through that mm. story, and I think the same to less to the a lesser extent, the same with Quintum, um, only because he's. I guess it's exploring, and and if anyone has all all this accruement of of power that you know, or of, of knowledge that they discover, I guess as Morrison mentions, there's a level of suspicion that you would you would give to them, yeah. uh, which is not necessarily justified, but it's just something that you you wonder why is he why is he kind of searching for all this all that what is he not only what is he looking is for he but why is he accruing all this? Yeah, um, well there but, is. There is another thing he says about Quintum, but that's uh, something we should dive into after issue twelve. I think. Late. Okay. Okay. Um, but because uh, I, yeah. I can't, I can't remember what happens to Quintum down down the issues. To be honest, I've read all of them, but like it's, um, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. So it would be a surprise for me. But uh, yeah, now Jimmy's in charge because mm-hmm. Quintum's gone to visit the uh, 
Lot Ship. No, not the Lot Ship, the, the home planet. Yes. So it should be quite the experience. Um, and, uh, yeah, Jimmy's in charge. He gets the jacket. I like how he gets Leo Quintum's jacket. Like, that's the official I know. project director jacket is, like, this crazy rainbow sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. And that's that's Super Morrison, I think. that. Yeah. And it ties into that beginning with the best dress, the worst dress. Yes. So Jimmy's <laughs> immediately now, he's elevated himself. And as um, Jimmy points out, like, whenever they capture him as the worst dress, that's when he does something like win the homeless Olympics yeah, or something, yeah, which right. I thought was absolutely absurd, but yeah. great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, he does mention a lot about this gypsy's curse. Like, you know, I know it's a like an off-the-cuff off kind of remark, Um but he does mention it a few times. Oh, so it's a through line, yeah, because bad things keep happening to him. Yeah, um, yeah. I also like how Jimmy's kind of like an established uh, reporter, sort of. You know, he's not just some cub reporter. He has his own column mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and stuff, and he's making big bank for the Daily Planet. Okay, so that's is... not a, a usual thing. I know he's a photographer, right. but okay, okay. No, he's not usually so highly respected and stuff. Okay. Um, but like this makes sense because this is the future, I suppose. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, do not open until Doomsday. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's oh, today is Doomsday. Like, who would know when Doomsday is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird thing to put on there. Uh, yeah. Can I get a date for that? Uh, yeah. But yeah, the legacy of projects. Project's origins in the U.S. Army's Cadmus Division. So, obviously, this is before their time. Yeah. We'll find out what that does later. But, uh, yeah, the Underverse is cool. Mm. Uh, I just want to make a point. I do like um, this character of Agatha. She's yeah. really good for the readers because in Quentin's oh, yeah, she absence... Everything. Yeah, <laughs> she's basically... She she gives us all the exposition, like, you know... And because Jimmy needs that exposition as well. Yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't know what's going on, so... Yeah, but this, yeah, this underverse is another. Gr- I love this idea. Like, I was reading this, going, "Man, this is such a cool idea that the universe has a basement. You know, there's yeah. a basement level, and it's super heavy gravity. I mean, who would think of this sort of thing? But yeah, um, it's really cool. Um, yeah, I love yeah all these crazy new discoveries that just yeah what's the thing um what's it she says uh time itself cools to a solid like this is yeah again yeah this is purely morrison stuff where oh he, yeah but it's he, he mixes around he mixes stuff like he he like i just remember phil from a, a little shout out from capes and lunatics yeah. um he whenever he, he talks about Grant Morrison, he goes, yeah, yeah, he's he's a great writer, he's great for Green Lantern and all that. But when he starts talking about how, um, what does he say? He says, uh, uh, like music is like is like a color. You know, he he starts uh, mixing yeah, he, he mixing did that in action comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really cool because it's very evocative. You know, when you oh, start absolutely. mixing senses. You're really starting to get into stuff that people can, um, like, uh, associate with because they can kind of imagine how weird that is, and and you immediately get this weird sensation, and so yeah, and so that he he does all this sort of stuff. We had that earlier as well when I think it was Agatha who said that Superman's DNA was like bark, because mm. she could. I love that. Yeah. yeah, so hard to kind of read. It's like a rich tapestry. Mm. Yeah. 
but yeah, uh, this worker has fallen to his doom <laughs> in the Underverse. I know, he can't be saved. Yeah, he's gone. No, um, and <laughs> Olsen's about to fall in. How lucky yeah. is this bugger? He's <laughs> hanging by a plank. Well, he has that signal watch, which is what saves him all the yes, time. Yes, that, that's what saves him, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we have Clark. Uh, Clark appearances are always nice mm-hmm. in this. Um, you know, he's always. I love how he's always slumped over. Yeah, and it looks like the office is a little bit more furnished this time Yes, around. just a bit. <laughs> which is good. Um, but I, I, yeah, look, if anything, your point I think is furthered here. Uh, I, I mean, quietly, I think has really spent very little time thinking about layout, office layout, and stuff. I mean, I, I work in this sphere of basically architecture, and um, yeah, uh, this looks like a, a kind of a hackneyed version, a quickly cobbled together, <laughs> a big couch, you know. A filing cabinet in the corner, and and what seems to be a huge coffee table, you know, is it makes up the the office. Yeah. Or is that a desk? I don't know. I think but it's it, a desk. Yeah. Okay. But it's very. It has weird. This, like a picture on it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a desk. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um. So I think I think this kind of augments what you were saying before. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm just glad there's stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is a bit of an odd office layout when you think about it, because the like what the couch isn't even sort of facing the decks yeah. properly; it's off to the side. It's it's the um, you think they'd have a chair there or something? Yeah, it's kind of like a really quickly thought out. Okay, what am I? What's an office? Okay, I think I've seen a few movies. Yeah, there's a couch yeah. there. You know, it's very kind of just roughly put in. I don't yeah. think. Um, all, all this time we see went into Clark, who has just amazing amounts of detail. Yeah. Especially in comparison to the office, like his and Perry as well. Look at Perry. Yeah. Freaking hell. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love how different Clark and Superman are drawn. It's great. The, mm. You know, it really sells how no one kind of buys that they're the same person. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, apparently Kent submitted a really good article, you know. <laughs> Honest to God, get your hands dirty old school journalism from that, you know, timid looking guy slumped in the yeah. But yeah. uh yeah. So he's like, I left the oven on at home and he runs out. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a such a dodgy excuse. Yeah. Um, and off he goes. And it, I, I love I mean I love these kind of like um what do you call them? Um where it's panned out. And and you get small scale Superman, um, mm. it's just I don't know, really good. Like no, it's good. Yeah, yeah. We don't need a close up heroic pose every single time. It doesn't have to. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be. You just yeah. And Superman's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, nice colors. Yeah, pinks. It's kind of like a, a very different looking underverse. Hmm. Um, yeah. So what did he do? So he saved Jimmy already, but he's but trying the, to well, save the, the he's trying to save the machinery. Well, he's trying to save what the worker discovered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a big chunk of black stuff. Mm. Mm. Which will kind of kickstart the next yeah. <laughs> next act. <laughs> they got to spin up a gravity bottle to contain it. Yeah. Um, it's black kryptonite. So has this is this the first ever black kryptonite that you've really come across, Connor? First ever one was in Smallville. So, sorry, that what what? 
the first ever Black Kryptonite was in Smallville. Oh, it was? Okay. I was looking into this uh, recently for Which predates, for predates this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in Smallville, it split, split them into two people, an evil and a good one. Okay, so... Which made Mor- for a hilarious episode. Um, okay, so Morrison kind of is still played on that aspect. Yeah, he kind of does that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Superman's feeling weird. And I love, <laughs> you know... He's immune to green kryptonite. He can't mm-hmm. feel anything from, you know, the black kryptonite, but... Oh. Yeah. There's a lot of nice... Like, he burns the S... Yeah. ...into the table... Well, even before that, when he said that, um, can't say I feel any physical um, effects from this sample, I was immediately suspicious, like going, oh, you know, just because you can't feel anything doesn't mean that yeah. something's hap- not happened to you. And lo and behold, as you say, I didn't know what happened, so he burnt that. It was really weird. I thought that he, I know it makes no sense, but I thought he pressed that from his palm just because mm. I didn't get any sense of it, but he... What he burned up with his heat vision, yeah, yeah, okay, you can see it smoking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I don't, I don't think his eyes turn red unless it's really intense heat vision, so okay, right. And uh, <laughs> I, I love jerk Superman in this, it's great, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, yeah, such he... a nice contrast to what we've been getting as well. Um, and it's really good use of the word bubbles, it goes from white mm. to gray, darker gray, then black. Yeah, you know, you'd be dead without me. Like he's burning Jimmy Olsen, oh, and I love how he's like, it's just cheap moon base furniture. Quintum's loaded anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he and I love it because you, I love it again. This, this is the detail from Frank Quietly. He's kind of crumpled that corner, which you see mm. um, only in a in a panned out shot. You know, but he still he still manages to get some detail in there <laughs> to show it. Um, but oh. <laughs> This is crazy, isn't it? Oh, like, man. I love how he's like, think about it. I'll probably increase the sale value of my autograph. And Jimmy's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He starts going a bit loco. Um, and that scene where he's shooting the heat ray vision, Jimmy's jumping. I'm just thinking, oh, gosh, you know, how lucky <laughs> is Jimmy? Because oh, if you're yeah. in a small room with Superman who's gone a bit crazy, you're dead, really. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, and- as Superman says, everything's gone opposite. Jimmy, I know what Black K does. It makes me mad. And you know what? Part of his son will like that idea. Yeah. And he's kind of it's like, Jim, I mean, in jam, I need your help. And he's kind of fighting it. And now he's just all bad yeah. after that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, la- he, he, he flies away cackling. Yeah, he's gone off to just wreak havoc. <laughs> yeah. And again, the Frank quietly, like Jimmy's eyes bulging, you know, really to show the the seriousness of the situation. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, Super Jerk. Uh, you've seen Superman. Yeah, you have, because we've talked about that yeah. infamous Superman 3 scene. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was <laughs> <the>, cool. <laughs> the, the computer or whatever. But, yeah, no, I like Super Jerk in that. Super like, he's jerk. not evil, but he just did, did stuff like write the Leaning Tower of Pisa and get really drunk yeah. and be <laughs> yeah. mean to people. But he's... <laughs> Never yeah. killed anyone or anything. He was just like a jerk. Um, yeah, yeah. Bit worse than this, I guess. Um, but yeah, so we have the three contingency plans for Superman, and this is a cool idea because I, I love it because it's quantified, and one of them's already 
stricken off the the you know yeah the the, the cards. kryptonite yeah the uh, was it the kryptonite powered one because yeah he's he's, he's immune. immune to that now so that's that's gone and dust but there's there's two others um, the second Phantoms one are in canon. Which is huge. That's a big thing, isn't it? Isn't that like a as as Jimmy said? Yeah, the one way ticket. That that's yeah. um. But is it really? I mean, can't hasn't Superman gone in and out of that previously? Well, I mean, this is also out of continuity, so I guess uh, okay. you have to kind of throw the rules out a bit. But yeah, yeah, the yeah. idea behind the Phantom Zone—it's a one way trip, and maybe Superman has made it so that it really is a one-way yeah. trip at this point okay or maybe he doesn't have the technology i mean the phantom zone does feature later on so mm. you know we'll get more answers there i think but um yeah and you know jimmy's like you can't do that and the chick's like hey he could crack the earth in half he could enslave humanity no scary uh, stuff yeah and i really love the panel where he's fighting the bizarros bizarros and the titan um the, the big bizarro yeah yeah um, shooting its cold vision at him. Well, like, what's he doing? Is he just, is he just grabbing that dude and swinging him around or I'm something? Assuming like... he's, yeah, I'm assuming he's been swinging a lot of people. Or, like the other, <laughs> a lot of bizarros seem to be kind of... He's flying um, around everywhere. Flying around, upside down. Uh, so he's done something there. But, uh, Quite yeah. amusing. Um, I mean, this whole thing, like, yeah, it's a dark situation, but the whole thing is, like, comedic. I think it's played a bit for humour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it still keeps the gravitas... Yeah, because no, it's, it's about. You know, it, it has a comedy Jimmy. because of Jimmy Olsen, I think. You, you know? Well, actually, I was about to say the opposite. I think oh. Superman's actions and stuff like are kind of comedic. Yep. Because he sort of starts turning into Bizarro, but like Jimmy's, you know, Jimmy's kind of the straight man who's like, "Hey, this is bad, and I want to save him." Oh, okay, because I, I mean, like, it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. I, I always thought Jimmy's. Jimmy Olsen's adventures are always off offbeat and a little little quirky. Yeah. Um, so Definitely. although he's very serious here, Jimmy Olsen, I, I, I think um, yeah, this whole just whole adventure is a little bit. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, just a bit offbeat. Um, yeah, Superman's been infected with jerk kryptonite. Um, yeah, yeah, he's broken the Daily Planet, and even the way he's throwing around those bizarre things just seems sort of comical like because yeah. it's it's just so weird that it's superman doing it especially superman in this story where he's been you know he's yeah. been so good so far now he's just yeah. acting like a jerk um and it would have been it's sure when you get this in the animated series because i think it would have been fun for like the voice actor to play with yeah yeah absolutely uh but yeah he smashes the planet on the way down, <laughs> he lifts up the car and he goes, where am Lois Lane? Yeah, he's starting to lose facilities here. Um, and it's like, he's speaking like Bizarro, it's like, wait, what is the first thing you do is like, why are you going after Lois Lane? Like, <laughs> mm. Well, that's cool, because it just shows that how ingrained she is into his mind. It's, it's That's um, true, yeah. Yeah. Is he just going to like berate her or something? I don't know. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. It kind of reminded me, I know this is really off, off, off kilt. But it reminded me, uh, do you ever watch The Walking Dead? Or... Yes. I watched the first five seasons. Oh, so you didn't see season six or seven? No. I couldn't go on, right? <laughs> okay. Do you mind if I say something? Or about oh, go nuts. It? Oh, you probably know about it anyway. When, um, God, I can't even remember his name. It's uh, Glenn. When Glenn... Um, oh, Glenn dies. Yeah, I mean, I read the, I read the comments. Yeah, okay. So when he gets thing. pummeled by um, Lucille... Um, oh, right, yeah. 
Yeah, the first, it's a very harrowing scene. Um, the first thing he, he he gets up and he says, uh, he looks um, at, oh God, what's her name? Maggie. Maggie, and he says, yeah. I will find you. It just it just doesn't make any sense, but it was deep down in his subconscious because he, he'd been looking yeah. for her for a long time, but his brain was like coming out of his ear already, so he's kind right. of half dead. Um, and this was kind of, I know it's not like the same with Superman, but he's he's been affected by this black kryptonite, and it's so the these thing. subconscious things are coming up. And he's well, just... I feel like this is much more humorous than um. Ah, oh, yeah. The oh, you thought that okay. scenario? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it definitely, definitely is. Because um, in this, you have Superman running around going, "Where are Lois Lane?" and people freaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, and actually, I got to pay credit to to Jimmy's haircut. He starts to start yeah. with a pretty slick manga kind of anime kind of guy now with yeah. with Quintum's trench coat. It's it's pretty cool. That was actually, yeah. Um, I think I believe. I think it was the same. I think Quitley and Grant Morrison were on WE three together, which I read a while ago. Okay, and that that had sort of manga influences on it as oh, well. Right. Um, it's a good book, worth reading. Uh, everyone yeah. says it's super sad, but it wasn't as sad as I was expecting. I know you did a review of it like uh, ages ago on Signal, right? Yes, on Signal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's about. Um, Animals. animals yeah yeah it's good i mean it's 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 sad but man it's not like watership down at okay. least. yeah yeah i know that affected you i know that affected that affected you yeah here's, here's a cartoon kids enjoy yeah oh god what's happening to all these bunnies <laughs> jesus <laughs> christ uh traumatized right traumatized yeah. that yeah. and bambi's mother <laughs> traumatized generations of children yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh. But, uh, yeah, Superman, I can't let you embarrass yourself like this. <laughs> yeah, and this is where Go you get... Make it a fool of yourself. Uh... Yeah, and, and as you from the cover, he does that yeah. vision, which is awesome. I love that effect because mm-hmm. it's just invisible, but he creates his magma or this, I don't know, you know, molten pavement that comes up. Mm. Uh, really cool uh and then you you know we're talking about detail we start to get detail here look at the cars from frank quietly definitely yeah oh geez um and uh yeah and agatha's on the radio saying look we can't condone this we're going to use option two and jimmy's like no option three and the the laser bounces off jimmy's indestructible watch and hits superman yeah luckily was that superman's laser yeah yeah Jeez, how lucky is that, eh? Off the, off yeah. the watch, gets him again. Jimmy's got the huge needle on the gun. Yeah, and uh, he injects himself, and he yeah. turns into Doomsday. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and he's pretty powerful. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> you see it over the course of a couple of pa- um, pages, um, just how good he is. Pretty and the, the whole background here was like, this is supposed to turn someone into the ultimate soldier. Yeah. Which I guess is coincidentally Doomsday. I'm not sure if Doomsday actually existed in this universe prior to this. Um, if I had to guess, I would say no. Yeah. Because no one's pointed out any like similarities or anything with the other Doomsday. I think this is just like a reference. Yeah, for some reason, I know that was uh, like a super serum and stuff, but because it's a don't open till Doomsday, I just expected it to be Doomsday. <laughs> 
don't know. Mm. Yeah, it was just a, that would have been interesting, but not as fun, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting way to word it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Superman so felt that he smashes him. Like Superman fights back, but he totally pummels him. Doomsday. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, apparently the president's like, "Hey, let's fire the cannon because president's on the line." Apparently, um, but they have thirty seconds until the doomsday serum overloads. Yeah, his nervous system. So I didn't. So Jimmy reverts back to normal. I thought he was in in trouble. Like, I think uh, it's because I think he just mentally reverted back because um he he blasts superman pretty bad and superman's done after that yeah and superman's pleading for his life and then you see jimmy's eyes go normal okay and so he willfully just resort reverts back himself i think so then the same with the signal watch um yeah i I would have probably liked it like because agatha talks about 28 a countdown if there was more yeah would have probably been good because um, I assumed that 30 seconds had passed. And then yeah. I'm thinking, oh, shouldn't he be dead then? Or, you know, overloaded his nervous system, but it didn't happen. Um, I don't think 30 seconds passed. Yeah, I mean, like, but I, I didn't know that, like. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then... it's weird. This, <laughs> the weird couple. Frankenstein on ice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I like how everyone is, yeah, under the impression that Superman saved them. From a yeah. monster. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of worked out, I guess, because, like, Jimmy doesn't want anyone to know yep. uh, what happened, which yeah. is, you know, a nice gesture. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the best the best for a day article he's done, and he can't tell anyone ever. Yeah. <laughs> and they put the black K in a box so he can put it in his trophy room because he loves having these super dangerous things in his trophy of room. Of course, yeah. That That's not asking for trouble at all. But, yeah, for sure, why not? <laughs> I guess, is there anywhere more impenetrable than his fortress? Well, th- there's that as well, so that, that does help. Like, if there's anywhere you want to put it, you either want to bury it deep, 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 deep down somewhere or yeah. chuck it in Superman's... Art gallery, as Lois says. Yeah, I mean, I like how that's a little quirk that he has all these like trophies and knickknacks. Oh no, I uh, think it's I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. It, it's it's similar to what what Batman's thing with the yeah. penny and the dinosaur, but Superman has his own. Yeah, everyone likes collecting things, really. Yeah, um, I mean, because Superman could just take this deep into space somewhere, surely. Yeah. Like he did with Mongol. Throw him in a black hole. <laughs> a Mongol, yeah. I'm just going to throw him the next black hole I see. <laughs> Wait, was that in the... Um, was was that in the old issues we covered? The yeah. Jim Starlin yeah. ones? Yeah, yeah. yeah he he was funny. very happy. Yeah. Like, let me just drop him off in the next black hole. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess Mongol's pretty tough. He can take yeah, it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He'll be stuck there seething for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mongol got his back, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Um. So this this is interesting. The Black Case Superman was everything you're not a bleak out alive. Weird thing is, the worse he worse acted, he the acted. weaker he became. Yeah. Um. So. Which which I, kind? Sorry. I, I I was saying I wasn't sure what to make of that unless it comes up later, but. Oh, you don't know. Oh, well, I, I just think it's it's just testament to the normal Superman. 
right so the the better he acts like not not physically the stronger he yeah, becomes yeah. but the more resilient and and the the greater will he has so okay yeah, yeah. i can see that yeah um but I, I like it i like that idea um because you did see it like he the superman douche crumbled like he's talking about don't kill me i'm weak oh help me i'm scared yeah you know all that sort of stuff and he really kind of just reduced into like nothing but yeah um, so it's a good little um observation from jimmy yeah again i love superman's cape design the cape's good it's it's not long is it it goes no, it's down just past the trunks yeah so um, and it still does. It doesn't look weird. It's good. No, it looks good. It's like it's a different take. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. So yeah. you know, and Superman's like, you know, I can always count on my pal. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have that funny stuff about like Cal. You know, you used up our entire annual budget, and then Jimmy's like, yeah. "Well, I looked into the secret bank account. And there's an infinity symbol in the credit column." Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what what is an annual budget when it's limitless? So, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, and again, like I don't know, it's just a little quirk from Morrison, like a Zurich account with an infinity sign. Like, isn't that everyone's <laughs> kind of yeah. dream? And like, it, yeah. it's, it's impossible, but it's fun. It's like I, I don't think any bank account has ever had an infinity sign to it, but that just shows you the magnitude of it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Now there's the whole thing where it's like, oh, you know, Jimmy, take everything I said with a pinch of salt because it wasn't myself. And usually yeah. it's like, well, they meant it somewhere, but I think the Black Kryptonite literally just turned him into a jerk. Yeah. Uh, there's not like much. I think it was, yeah, it was like a physical change. I'm like, yeah. um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like he was drunk and he said things he regrets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jimmy's not stewing on it. He just knows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then Jimmy goes back to Lucy, and you know, yeah. there's that message on the moon. Yeah, it was a little bit like I've still got. Was it? I've still got a few minutes left. Ten minutes left to be the um, project director or whatever of um, yeah, the project director. So he quickly um, cobbles together like uh, etchings on the moon, and um, and we do see that because I thought that was quirky with the the Frankenstein and ice. Those two guys that come up to Jimmy, they offer him those two tickets. Yeah, and he he makes good use of it. So he he gives it to Lucy and himself. Um, mm. Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. And, and I like how he ends with Quintum's coat on. Yeah, that's, that's cool. what I was about to say. Like, why oh, does he still have Quintum's coat? I guess Quintum's not back yet. No, but he also mentions. Um, I think he he nicked it. Because he goes, I got to look through Quintum's wardrobe, 365 rainbow coats. So yeah. I think he took one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was issue four. Yeah. Or episode four. They're called episodes for some reason. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought they were great. Um, I think mm, issue four is fantastic, but I think it's definitely the lightest issue. Of the whole book. Yeah. Uh, so, well, but that's well, not bad. It's a nice change of pace. Yeah. I mean, well, if we're looking at it so far, like the four issues that we've covered, yeah. I mean... Yeah. I mean, even from my recollection, it's the lightest oh, okay. yeah, yeah, issue sure. of the book where it's not, you know, it's not... Um, it's mostly comical or it's mostly lighthearted. Mm. 
uh, even though the situation is bad, it it's like it it's you know it's a Jimmy Olsen comic, you know it's yeah. um yeah. I mean, so. arguably as well. I mean, Samson and Atlas were quite comical as well. Um, That's true, definitely. Themselves. I found a lot of commonalities between the two in the sense that Lois got powered up. Um, Jimmy, towards the end, I guess he got powered up as well. Um, so it, it's a real um, a showcase of Superman supporting characters. Doing mm. that. And Jimmy definitely, actually, well, that Jimmy more so in, in, in episode four. Um, definitely. Lois yeah. gets powered up, but it, it's still very much kind of revolves around Superman and, and Samson and Atlas. But uh, I think both of them were quite light. This um, is, I think the good way, this is from Jimmy's point of view, this whole issue, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, and we didn't get anything about Superman dying at all. No, not this at all. issue. Yeah. Which I think might be the only issue like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. And as um, you say, it's, stand- it's very standalone. It's just like a little self-contained story. Superman goes bad. You know, things are taken care of. Yeah, it, it's a Jimmy Olsen story, yeah. really. Um, yeah. You know, and there's there might be some stuff that'll come in later, maybe on the Bizarro planet as well. Mm-hmm. I'll have to see. But um, it was cool, good though. I'm not. None of the stuff I'm saying is a criticism. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. You know, but uh, <clears throat> oh, we got some good ones coming up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So next episode five, we have the Gospel according to Lex Luthor. Ooh. And then, Ooh, yes, I, I saw the um because I flicked over the next cover. Yeah, mm. that's a, I think I remember that. It's good. It's great. It's really yeah. great. And then for episode six, we have funeral in Smallville, which is also great. Ah, uh, yes, I remember that. Yep. Uh, um, so quite the roller coaster next time. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, do you have anything to add about these issues? Because I'm done. Yeah, I'm no, not really. Just um. I guess pointing out uh, again just about the art. Um, the, the art is quietly does really well. Uh, it's not for everyone, but as we said, like some of the back background detail is noticeable. Which um, whether it detracts for you or not, that that's up to yeah. you. Uh, but the art was good. The colors I, I did love as well. Um, I, I can't remember who did the colors, but props to them because uh, there was some really good stuff. Um, yeah, really good stuff there. So, uh, yeah, but just well written. Morrison, man of ideas. Um, yeah, and he's got enough humor in there as well. Jimmy, he does. A, he does a good Jimmy Olsen. He does. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Very happy with both. Very happy with both these issues. Like if we're looking at the four issues so far, uh, it's a it's a very solid run at the moment. Like you yeah, know, yeah. And in my opinion, it gets better. From here well, as well. Well, that's even um, better, isn't it? So yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, um, yeah. Well, I guess that's it for now. So until next time, everyone, uh, stay well, safe. Are we gonna? Rip. Sorry, are we gonna rate it though, Connor? Uh, didn't we decide last time we're just gonna rate the whole thing? No, but we rated. I... We rated last ones. No, we didn't. I thought we did. I thought we didn't. Um, okay, you gave an eight. I gave a seven and a half. You're crazy. <laughs> I, I don't remember that at all. If I, I remember saying that, like, it's pretty much all a 10 for me. I remember, I specifically remember saying that, so I wouldn't have given it an 8. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. No worries. Well, I mean, we can we can rate if you want, but, like, um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I really thought that I rated the last two. Um, but, no, 
fair enough. Maybe we'll wait to the end because uh, it is one whole thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, like you know, some of them are standalone, obviously. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, for instance, with the Jimmy Olsen issue, you know what? I would give that. Um, oh, I'd give the Jimmy Olsen issue. Where is it? See. I give the whole yeah the whole Jimmy Olsen thing. I'd probably give like a seven point five to an eight, and the whole Lois Lane arc issues two and three. I'd probably give like a nine. You know. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. But, but like, I think that's a way you could rate it. Yeah. But then, like, the first issue is obviously too important to the overall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. No. no um. Yeah. I'd probably give it three and four about about an eight as well. Yeah. Um, really enjoyable. Like once you kind of lock into the way Grant Morrison kind of writes and what to kind of expect, um, it, it's a very fun ride, and and he still kind of injects some surprises for you, and I think yeah. that's really good. Um, so uh, yeah, really enjoying it, and I, I love how it kind of gets into the details, like not too much into the details, but he gives you little bits here and there that. That kind of Definitely. adds layers to it, adds a bit of depth. So, yeah, no, I can't wait for the next issues. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. Um, <laughs> in two weeks, it should be good. Yeah. Um, anything else? Or no, that's about it. I'm happy with that. Um, just go read it if you haven't. It's really good. Yeah, um, definitely. Try to find actually, and try to find something akin to Connor's oversized um it deserves to be read in a proper format uh, i'm reading great. it yeah. yeah i'm reading it digitally but like i uh, i'd love to have it on an oversized mm. hardcover copy maybe scram some pennies that's it Send yeah soul. Oh, maybe use use the money for the long gone john burn omnibus <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah oh yeah unlock oh, that yeah <sighs> i weep um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so until next time, everyone, uh, yeah. stay safe wherever you are. You know, lots of stuff going on, whether it be viruses or yeah. you know riots or whatever. So everyone, stay safe. Yes, stay cool. And uh, until next time, make sure you stay away from the underverse and any black cake, or you might turn into a super jerk. Exactly, and always answer they surrender. <laughs> yeah, for everything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know. Did you want fries with that? They surrender. surrender. Yeah. <laughs> that answer is acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Peace. Catch you later. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter at LSK Podcast, our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.